0: Right. good evening everyone. How is everybody doing? Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are today. We like to say praise the Lord and thank Him for another day in the land of the living and another day to get our acts right and to listen to the true Word of God. Welcome back to Join the Mist of the Storm if you've been with us for a while. And if you're new here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm where we like to go deeper into the Bible where a lot of churches or a lot of pastors may not like to go. So hopefully we say something that will help open your eyes and listen to what God is saying. As the title reads, What Choice Will You Make? Our choices definitely define who we are and what we will spend eternity, as well as our lives here on earth. We'll be coming from the Hebrews chapter 11, or the faith chapter, a lot of people know as a well-known chapter. So without any further ado, I'll pass it over to Minister Tony
1: Banks. Thank you, Mel. Before we move too far, we always like to start with a prayer. If you guys are in a position to bow your heads, we ask that you would do do so with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word, to go, to grow closer to you, Lord. We thank you for all the many blessings that you bestowed upon us, Lord. We thank you for all the things that you continually do for us, things that we definitely don't even deserve, but Lord, you've just been so gracious, so kind, so merciful, and we thank you for that. Lord, we're praying for the sick and the shut-in, the afflicted, Lord. There's so many disasters, hurricanes, uh, fires, earthquakes, so many disasters going on worldwide. And, Lord, we're praying for those people affected by these. Whether we know them or not, Lord, we're just praying for these people that they would find help. They would find some joy in the midst of the storm that they're going through. So Lord we're asking that you would continue To work on us And that you would put us in a position That we can help these people Lord And and do more than just pray for people That we could reach out and give a hand to them So Lord we're praying these many blessings In your blessed name Jesus Amen Amen. So as Melvin already mentioned We're going to talk about The choice And we all have choices We make choices every day Uh, One of the things that A lot of times goes unnoticed is that the choices we make it not only affects even us right now it affects our children our children's children Uh, so many things we do affect people down the line generations but we want to look at just what choice will you make today because it's, it's easy to look at Uh, What somebody did a hundred years ago, and we continue to hold on to that and say, well, if this didn't happen, then I wouldn't be here. We can easily look back at that, but what about right now? What choice are you making right now to alter your future? Or will you continue to hold on to what's happened in the past? But that's the beautiful thing about God. He's giving us an opportunity to choose our own destiny right now we have that power to do so but will you take it so we'll look at what uh, i mean so many people we could look at but just to kind of narrow it down we're going to look at what moses decided to do so uh we'll start with verse 23 hebrews 11 and 23 if you will, Melvin.
0: All right. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child
1: and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. I, th- I think I want to go and pick this up. So we'll probably go to Exodus and read this story just for anybody who hasn't read it. Um, if time will allow us, if it won't make us last <laughs> three hours, which I-, I think we'll have time to do that. But Moses, he was hid by his parents for three months. The king had, King Pharaoh, uh, he had placed a decree to kill every firstborn child. The same thing that happened when Jesus came. Uh, King Herod, he decided to kill every firstborn child. But this happened way before Jesus even came. It happened with Moses. In his day, Pharaoh wanted to kill all the firstborn children. Of the Israelites and the reason was because he noticed that these people were multiplying they were becoming outnumbered so they feared them so they decided to get rid of him so his parents Moses parents hid him for three months all right by faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter but this is where the choice comes in at. We're no longer talking about when he was a child. We're no longer talking about the choice that his parents made. It was his parents' choice to hide him. But now we want to talk about the choice that Moses made. Because right now, we can't focus on the choices that our parents made for us. Some of us may have been raised in a bad home, Uh, whatever the case may have been. There may have been some things that your parents didn't do right or even your grandparents or whoever it is in your life. There may, there may be some things. Now, I'm not saying uh, Moses' parents did some things that weren't right. But I'm just saying in your circumstance, in your situation today, there may have been something going on in your life that was not right. But what about the choice you have right now? So we look at Moses when he was come to years when he became old enough, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now that, that is a really impressive thing to do here, because if we think about it, Pharaoh's daughter, that would have made him Pharaoh's grandson. And so the inheritance, the riches, the power, the rule, the rain, would fall directly in Moses' lap. He turned all of that down. Let's look at the next verse. Choosing rather, to made su- a choice. Choosing rather, he made a choice. All right. Choosing rather to suffer
0: affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. My God, the man made
1: a choice. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. And somebody said, "I ain't choosing to suffer." <laughs> we look at we look at what it is that we have to lose before we make our choice. We don't look at what it is we have to gain. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, mm-hmm.
0: esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect
1: unto the recompense of the reward. He decided to stay with the people of God rather than to gain the treasures of Egypt. Now, if you go back and read, Pharaoh was rich because he had the children of Israel as his slaves. He had them down there working for him. We already have went through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, God blessed Pharaoh uh, the first pharaoh, this is, or the pharaoh that came under Joseph, this isn't the same one. God had blessed that pharaoh because of Joseph, because of his people being there, and so now this kingdom is established, and Moses is going to be in line to reign. Be only because he was, if he were called, pharaoh's daughter's son. Which, again, that would make him Pharaoh's grandson. So he chose to give up those riches to be with the people of God. So what choice will you make today? What choice will you make? Will you choose to suffer with God's people? But in doing so, God's going to bless you. He is going to give you. Those same very things you gave up. He's going to give you riches. His way.
0: Mm-hmm. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He left
1: Egypt. And I, I want to go pick that up. Uh, we'll go to Exodus. And we'll come back here. We'll go to Exodus, the second chapter. And we'll start at... Uh, we can start at verse 1 just to get a better understanding for anybody who's never read this story to get a better understanding of how we got here we'll go back to Exodus second chapter verse 1
0: and there when a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi and the woman conceived and bare a son when she saw him that he was a goodly child she hid him three months
1: remember we just read Moses was hid for three months so we're talking about his mother and father here they hid him for three months why because in chapter one it told us Pharaoh wanted to kill every firstborn male child the female he said you can leave them alive but the male kill all of them
0: and when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. Laid it by the river's brink. mm mm-hmm. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the river's side, and went... And when she saw the lark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it.
1: Now, Moses' sister, that's Miriam, is talking about her in verse four. Doesn't tell her tell us her name, but that's who it was. Miriam, his sister, stood by to see what was going to happen to Moses after their mother and father placed him in the water. So she stood there to see what was gonna happen. Now Pharaoh around this time, now this is orchestrated. By God Pharaoh's daughter Comes down there To bathe Alright And sees the child all right. And when she had
0: opened it she saw the child And behold the babe wept And she had compassion on him And said this, this is one of the Hebrews children Now
1: She knew That her father Had said to kill all the Hebrew males she knew that how could she not know it but again this was orchestrated by God so she had compassion on him it was a baby she watched this baby cry she had compassion on the child alright Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter,
0: Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's
1: mother. Now, his sister, Moses' sister Miriam, played a role in it. She goes and calls their mother. So Moses ends back up in his own family, back up with his mother and his sister ends back up with their family and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her
0: take this child away and nurse it for me and I will give thee my wa- thy wages and the woman took the child and nursed it and the child grew and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter and said he became her son and she called his name Moses and she said because
1: I drew him out of the water and the child grew and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter so after she nurses the child he becomes older she then, the mother of Moses takes, her, takes him back to Pharaoh's daughter and Pharaoh's daughter called his name Moses because she took him from the water, the water saved him happens over and over in the scripture God uses water to save people, but that's not the topic but so now we see Moses becoming of age Now let's see what happens. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown. When Moses
0: was grown. That he went out into his brethren and looked on their burdens. And he spied on an Egyptian smiting in Hebrew one of his brethren.
1: Now Moses is of age to make his own decision. His own choice now. He sees one of the Hebrews, his brethren, fighting an Egyptian. Now where we are in Egypt right now, we have the Egyptians, they have taken the children of Israel to be their slaves. Moses is in it is in an, an unique place. It's hard for me to say that. He's in a very unique place because he is a Hebrew, but he has been growing. In the house of Pharaoh. That's a very unique position for him to be in. So now he comes and sees one of his own people, his own kind, fighting one of the people that he's grown up in their home.
0: And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and, and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day. So, uh,
1: hold on. Before we go, he saw his brethren fighting an Egyptian. He decides to side with his brethren. I don't know what the issue was there. Nevertheless, they were fighting. He looked and made sure no one saw him because he knew if he was caught, he would get in trouble with Pharaoh. He's been growing up with Pharaoh. So how could he explain that to Pharaoh, why he took the side of a Hebrew over an Egyptian? How could he explain that? So he kills the Egyptian and hides him. Now, now we're going to read about what happens the very next day.
0: And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, wherefore, smitest? thou thy fellow
1: now now the circumstance changes now he sees two of his brethren, two Hebrews they're fighting and now he said man what are you guys fighting for and he said who made
0: thee a prince and a judge over us intendest thou to kill me as thou killedest the Egyptian
1: (laughs) 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 so they told him they said look Moses who made you a prince Who made you a judge over us? You going to kill us like you killed that boy yesterday? You going to do us the same way? See, he thought nobody even seen him do that. And Moses feared. You go ahead.
0: And said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. Mm -hmm. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a will.
1: So we see the choice that Moses made. He decided to be on the side of the children of God. That's the choice he made when he became of age. Now, it wasn't his choice to live with Pharaoh's daughter. It wasn't his choice to be called her son let's go back to uh, Hebrews 11 where we were it wasn't his choice to be raised there but now we see the choice he makes he chose to forsake the riches the royalty uh, I remember a while back I don't know how long it's been now but they had what they call the royal wedding <laughs> Moses could have had his own royal wedding if he had decided to stay, with Pharaoh. If he had chose that route, but he chose to be with the people of God. He chose to suffer with God's people. And that's the choice that we have before us today. Will we choose to be with, on God's side because it's going to come with a fight. It's going to come with persecution. It's going to come with trials and tribulations. It's going to come with hard times. I don't want to I'm not going to pretend And tell you that nothing ever is going to go wrong. Because there's enough people lying to you saying that. I mean people tell you every good thing there is. But no. There's going to be some hard times. But. God is going to take you through. No matter what. See. We see in this situation. God allowed Moses to enter into the house of Pharaoh. Even after Pharaoh said to kill every male child. God still worked a way for Moses to end up in Pharaoh's home. He still worked that out. And so the same person that Pharaoh allowed uh, to be raised in Egypt was the same person who would basically be a, a large factor in the downfall of the Egyptians. In that, in that day so no matter what if God be for you who can be against you if God be for you who can be against you God is going to be on your side if you choose to be with his people if you choose him so let's, let's read that again verse 24
0: by faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called Yet refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, mm-hmm. choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That is, that means
1: something. He could have easily chose to be called Pharaoh's grandson. Because once we start looking around at those riches, we say, "Man, I ain't giving this up for these folks. <laughs> they out here fighting each other anyway. Man, y'all y'all don't care about y'all selves out here." but the love inside of Moses wouldn't allow him to do it he chose to be with God's people because he had to have known about Abraham, Isaac and Jacob he had to have known about them he had to have heard from them heard about them from the rest of the Hebrews. So he chose to forsake Egypt. He chose to leave Egypt. Alright. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater
0: riches than the treasures in heaven, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward.
1: Will we. <laughs> we aren't giving up a dollar these days. We are giving up $5, $10. So. I already know the choice that a majority of us would have made in this situation. We would choose the riches that Pharaoh is going to give us. Because we sell out every day. Every day for the riches that the world has to give us. That's all Egypt represents. Egypt represents the world. But will we choose to be about God? To live with the people of God? And he's going to reward us for it But let's keep going down By faith he
0: forsook Egypt Not fearing the wrath of the king For he endured as seeing him who was invisible Mm -hmm. Through faith he kept the Passover And the sprinkling of blood Lest he destroyed the firstborn should touch him
1: These are the choices he made He decided to leave Egypt He decided to Keep the Passover The way God told him to These are the choices he made Mm -hmm. By faith they passed through the Red Sea As by dry land Which
0: the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned See This is what
1: our choice Does It allows God to do what he's going to do I mean He's going to do what he wants to do regardless But If we make the right choice We'll end up on the right side As we see here in verse 29 Verse 29 They passed through the Red Sea And we all know that story That's a very familiar story But Moses' choices led to this moment They came to the Red Sea Where the enemy was behind them And God allowed the supernatural to happen In our eyes He allowed Moses to part the Red Sea He allowed the children of Israel To walk through the sea on dry ground and those same egyptians who sought to kill them were killed themselves but this only come only came after moses made the choice to follow god god will <laughs> he will destroy your enemies god will work everything out on your behalf if you make the right choice A lot of times we think we make the right choice, but we make the wrong choice all the time because we choose to get back at people. We choose to take matters up on our own hands. We choose to say, I'm going to get this person back. That's our choice. But will we make the right choice? Will we listen to what God says? So... We notice that Moses turned down the riches of the Egyptians. But let's actually run back over to Exodus. The third chapter this time. Because I want us us to notice. God didn't allow Moses to turn down those riches. And not promise to give him anything in return. Because a lot of times when a person is making a decision on if they want to turn their life over to God or not they know about the things that God says we need to give up but they don't know of anything that we're going to gain so let's look at um, let's look at verse we'll just start verse 2
0: And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold,
1: the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Now, after Moses decided to leave Egypt, he was out there keeping uh, his father-in-law's sheep. And so now he sees this burning bush. And we've heard of that story before. But let's see what happens I want to get to something here and Moses said
0: I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burnt and when the Lord saw that he t- and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said Moses Moses and he said here am I and he said draw not not hither did not call Siri. And he said, draw not not hither, put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry by reason of
1: their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. God has been hearing, he's been monitoring this situation. The entire time. Now they have been in slavery. Over 400 years. And so. After a while. You get to the point And we start to think man. God definitely. He, he ain't looking. He's asleep. Something's going wrong. Because we've been in this situation too long. For him not to have helped us. But God said. He's heard their cry. He's heard the affliction, the bondage that the Egyptians are putting on his people. And I am come down to
0: deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good land and
1: a large into a land flowing with milk and honey. God promised to give them something. And Moses was included in this promise. So What we can take from this is that even though we may seem to turn down certain things of the world, God still has a lot of things in store for you if you'll make the right choice. But the choice is ours. What choice will you make? Will you decide? to reign with the people of God because God is going to give you things in this life and a life uh, of eternity He's he's going to give you a life of many blessings in the next life also as if it weren't enough here he's going to bless you in the next life in the eternity to come now (laughs) <laughs> pharaoh's riches couldn't do anything for moses in the next life because we're going to leave all of that here nothing pharaoh could have given moses was going to help him in the next life but if you choose to be on god's side then he will bless you here now and the next life and there, there is nothing greater than that it's, it's not even possible so there is nothing anyone can offer you that will help you more than God will but will you make the right choice will you make the choice to be on his side even when it seems like man this this is tough this is hard even when it seems like everything is going wrong for you what choice will you make? Will you continue to choose God? Because Moses could have gotten out there in in the wilderness and said, "Man, this, I'm done doing this. I don't know why I came and got you, hard headed folks." He could have made that decision, but he decided to continue with God's people. What choice will you make? Will you continue with God? For those of us who have said, I'm already saved, will you continue with God even when times get rough? What choice will you make? Read that one again for us, Mel. And I am come
0: down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey into the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites.
1: He said, I'm going to give you all of that. All the land that they're in possession of, I'm going to give it to you. God has things laid up for his people right now, but he is waiting on us to get in position for it. He has things ready to be given to us. But what choice will you make? Will you decide to turn your life completely over? There's some of us who, who we say, yeah, I'm going I'm to give my life to God. But as soon as the time comes for us to actually do that, we start holding back. We start, saying, we start having second thoughts, saying, I, I just don't know if I'm ready to do this yet. We come up with all types of excuses and say why we can't do it. But God is still reaching out to you. He's still asking you what choice will you make? Will you make the right choice? God wants to take care of you. God wants you to see miracles. He wants all these things for us. But will you allow it? And he's going to bless you with more stuff than you even need. If you'll listen to him if we take heed to his word God promised these people that he was going to take them to a land that that is flowing with milk and honey it's everywhere and he'll give us the same things today do you want it though? will you listen to his instructions? will you follow his every step? his every order? What choice will you make? So this is what he sent Moses to do. But it was because Moses made the choice to be with the people of God instead of entertaining all of the riches and uh, the royalty, the respect and everything else. The fear that would have came with him continuing to be raised under Pharaoh's roof because again even as we read in chapter 2 the his Hebrew brother and they asked him they said, who, who made you a judge and a prince over us actually if Moses had continued with them he would have been a prince because he would have been in line to reign on the throne but he gave all that up because he found something greater. Will you see what God has for you? Will you see that is greater than everything the world wants to give to you? Will you find that greater? Because it is, but will you make that choice? Will you decide for yourself that it is better to be with God? Even though times may get tough sometimes, will you continue on to see what the end is going to be like to see if God's going to come through on every promise he ever made us what choice will you make so we can talk about Moses' choice and, and Abraham's choice Isaac's choice Jacob's choice uh, Joseph's choice we can talk about all the people from the Old Testament we can talk about Noah's choice but what choice will we, we make It's about us today. What choice will you make this very moment? Will you decide to dedicate your life to Christ? What choice will you make? So I'm praying that we would make the right decision because this is important. This is extremely important. So, it's it's not about uh, what people have done to us until this point. I know it's played a role on how we think, but it doesn't have to continue to bring us down. We can use that as motivation to be about God's will. We can allow God to act on our behalf and work things out in our favor just as he did with Moses because again, he should have he should have been killed if it had not been for god he would have been killed because pharaoh's own daughter raised the very people the very person that pharaoh had instructed them to kill his own daughter took moses in so that's a miracle in itself so God is the same God that he was then today he will work miracles for us but what choice will you make will you trust him we've talked about trust a lot uh, lately will you trust him will you trust in him enough to choose him over everything else even if it seems good because looking at this story from the outside here, say, man, I would have took everything that was coming. <laughs> I would've sat on the throne. Even if I didn't sit on the throne, I still would have stayed in Pharaoh's house, Pharaoh's daughter's house, because he would have been well taken care of, living lavishly, because they had slaves. So he could have bossed around everybody else. Take my shoes off. Tie my shoes up. They could have done whatever they wanted. But no, he decided to be on God's side and do the right thing. So what choice will you make? It's easy to do the wrong thing. It's so easy to do the things that we shouldn't do. They're so easy. But what choice will you make? Will you do the right thing, though? Not the easy thing, the right thing. So I'm I'm hoping that I've said something that will help us to grow in Christ, to make the right decision. I'm I'm really hoping I I have said something, or at least made you think about making the right decision. But um, I'll turn it over to Melvin now, uh, cause I I can talk all night, but I don't really have much to say here unless somebody has questions.
0: Yeah, I really don't have anything to add. That was a very good topic about what choice that we makes because I know a lot of us today when we look at a lot of nice things, we say, man, you don't think God want me to have that? (laughs) You tripping. Let me take this and I speak for myself. I know I probably would have too before I actually opened my eyes and started reading the Bible. As I, as I should be reading it So our choices definitely matter A lot of people say it doesn't matter What we do because God is a merciful Forgiving God and that he is But he also means what he says And we definitely have to follow What he says do A lot of us say we love Jesus but are not keeping his commandments And like Tony said we've definitely talked About trust a lot the past few weeks And I've Come to the realization that we really don't Trust God the way that we say we do Because if we did we would definitely do what he says without any hesitation, without thinking about what people may say about us or the stuff that we have to give up. A um, pastor said when it comes to truly living for God, people look at what they have to lose rather than what they have to gain. And this is scripture that um, guarantees us eternal life, riches on earth and riches in heaven. If we if we do what, what that scripture says or do what all the scriptures say, not just that one. So, I pray that the message that Tony brought, like he said, helps you realize, or helps you um, open your understanding to what God is trying to get us to see. Because he definitely has things laid up for us, but he's waiting on us to act. Like we read in Exodus um, chapter 2, I don't think uh, Tony mentioned it, but the scripture said, And when God saw that Moses looked over there, that's when he called him. That's when he said, so God is waiting on us to look to him. And to put all all of our trust in Him. So again, it's all about the choice that we make. Will we choose to suffer, and have affliction with God's people? Not saying that it will always be like that, but will, but tribulations will definitely come. People will definitely talk bad about you.
1: And, and I'm sorry. I, I should have, I should have cleared up, uh, or at least better what those afflictions were, and it's just what you were talking about. If a person is not actually living the way God said, it's easy to say, I'm a Christian, but there are a lot of people who claim Christianity, but they don't live like one. The moment you start to live like one, you don't even have to say, I'm a Christian, just live like you want. That's when the afflictions start. That's when people say, oh, they changed. Oh, they think they better than somebody now. Oh, look at them. I I remember when they used to do this. I remember when they used to do that. People want to bring up your path. That's when the affliction starts. When people start to talk about you, when they start to lie on you. See, before you actually truly start living for God, oh, people don't have nothing to say because you're one of them. But as soon as you start to make changes in your life, you say, I want to be better. I want to treat people better. You know, the person that did me wrong, I think I want to forgive them. You say that to somebody if you want to. Are you crazy? You want to forgive them? You you forgot what they did to you? As soon as you truly start to live the way God told you to live, that's when the affliction starts. That's when the suffering starts because that's one of, one of the things that we struggle with as people Is What somebody say about us Man we have a hard time If somebody Starts to talk about the things we do We have a hard time That will make a person not even do things anymore Just because Somebody said something about them So If you start to actually do What God said I'm not just saying talk about God Or or, or or pretend like you truly love god i'm not talking about that once you actually do what he said then you'll find people have a lot to say about you people are going to fight against you just because you actually started to do something but as long as you're just talking about being a christian and but you raising <laughs> you doing everything else that people who aren't Christians do. You're doing the same stuff. Oh, they, they don't have nothing to say about you. But that moment that you do start to live for God, the fight begins. The devil is coming to fight you as hard as he can. Even when uh, Job, even when God began to allow the devil to tempt Job. God allowed everything to fall apart in Job's life. Losing his family, his home, his animal. Losing everything. When God allowed that, his own wife came to him and told him to curse God and die. His own wife came against him. The one person he had left Came against him. Now, he did have a few friends that he was talking to. But his wife, this is the person we're expecting to have his back no matter what. She came talking foolish to him. Told him to tempt, to curse God and die. So, he was doing God's will. He was still saying, man, no matter what happens, I know God still loves me. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He turned around and blessed God. Even when everything was going uh, awry in his life. Everything was going down in his life. But we see when he, when he still continued to do the will of God, a fight came. We look at the uh, the apostles. They were going around teaching Jesus Christ they were thrown into prisons, they were whipped, they were beat, so many things happened to them, stoned. So many things happened to them just because they truly were about Jesus. But now, if nobody's against you, it's because you aren't living for anything. It's because you aren't promoting anything. So, those are the Things that are going to come against us if we are living the true Christian life. Because you're going to be see, seen as an outsider. People are going to say you're crazy. All you do is talk about God. Why are you going to church today? You shouldn't be going to church. But now you can work seven days a week. People wouldn't think there's anything wrong with that. They say, oh, he, they just love what they do. But now. <laughs> Tell somebody you're having Bible study seven days a week. They say, man, you crazy. You must be a part of a cult. Oh, yeah. They definitely call you part of a You must be out of your mind. Bible study. What? That's all y'all do is talk about Bible Didn't you read yesterday? Nobody said, didn't you go to work yesterday? Why are you going again today? <laughs> the devil is extremely deceptive. Uh, I remember (laughs) I remember talking to someone and they were talking about how people jump and shout in churches and they found it strange that people did that but now we can go to a football game a basketball game a hockey game you can go to anywhere (laughs) any kind of public event and you find people jumping, shouting, uh, fist pumping. I mean, you <laughs> you can find people doing all these sorts of things. But if you bring that to a church, you say, "Man, these people are crazy." But you can go out all night and do the exact same thing. You can go to a Beyonce concert. You out there? Uh, <laughs> you out there? You painted your face. Uh, <laughs> you, you done bought a, a backstage ticket, $1,000 ticket. I know because I've done some of these things. You done bought a $500 ticket uh, just so you can go shake their hand and get a t-shirt. And you done, <laughs> you, you giving them $500 just for that, a $15 t-shirt. And they put their slogan across. All these things will do and nobody finds that bizarre. But if you do that for God, they say, man, what you jumping and shouting for? What y'all singing for? You have to, people today now we feel that we have to be in a certain setting just to listen to the gospel. Just to listen to some type of Christian music. We're not going to do that on Saturday night. We, people look at you crazy if you go to the pregame and you're not listening to the gospel. They say, man, you're killing our move right now. What, what is this? You listening to worship music. <laughs> uh, but these are the things that will come against you if you truly want to live for God. But now if you don't want to live for God, then you don't have nothing to worry about. Not not right now. <laughs> you get you have a short time because as Paul told us, it's sin for a season. It's not gonna last long. Your life will be over before you know it I'm 25 now and I can still remember going to uh, preschool I mean yeah. it, it seems it like, seem like It, was that long it ago. doesn't seem like it was long ago at all But when you wake up You're like man 25 years have passed How, how did I get this old Quarter century. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and before I know it I'll be 50 saying the same thing Man I remember yesterday It seemed like I was 25 I was on the live stream Talking about the same thing And my friend I'm not special Your life will be the same way It's sin for a season so, God has a greater purpose for you. He wants you to acknowledge Him, to put Him first in your life. Because sure, there are some fun things out there. There's some fun times to be had. But, what will that fun end you up? Where will that get you? It's only going to last for a short time. <laughs> I remember times where we would uh, go out and, and get drunk. And man, my God, the night seemed like it happened so fast. Before you know it, you waking up with a headache. <laughs> you waking up saying, "Man, I'm starving. What happened last night?" You looking at your bank account, realize you spent all your money. You only went out for about three hours, three four hours. You that's all the time it was, and it's over now. But God has some blessings for you that'll last forever there's a lot of feelings that we want to have and they don't last long at all before you know it everything we, things that we desire happen just like that so I'm encouraging everyone to not indulge in the sin that's only going to last for a season God has something to give you that will last for eternity why turn down something for a season or why choose to do something for a season when you can have something else for an eternity it doesn't add up but God already said that majority of us are not going to make that decision but I'm hoping somebody out there listening will what choice will you make so I'm sorry Melvin I I started talking all all over again (laughs) it's
0: all good I was really done that's um, very well said it's definitely comes down to the choice that we make. We'll definitely be suffering in the beginning. Tony mentioned um, the apostles. Remember in Acts chapter 5, they were leaping with joy because they could suffer reflection for the name of Jesus. But let the, just the smallest inconvenience happen to us and we run back to the things that we're supposedly saved from. Scripture says it's like a dog going back to his, back to his vomit but um that's all really i see that we don't have any comments so um for those that watch thank you for watching and those that will watch thank you for watching whenever you do watch and those that will listen on the podcast thank you for listening because if you're interested in the word of god the true word of god you're definitely in the minority because we we don't get on here yelling and shouting (laughs) saying it's your season god's gonna bless you in 30 days Pay us $45 a month. Sow this seed. God's going to bless you. Love you so much. You can do whatever you want. See, we don't get out here doing all that. <laughs> we can see because we don't have 1,500, 2,000, 10,000 feuds. But, I mean, that's fine. Only If only one person listens, that's fine. If 10,000 people listen, that's, that's fine too. As long as somebody out there is getting the true word of God. We don't care how many people listen. So, we appreciate the ones that do listen. And for the future listeners, we appreciate you as well. And we don't have any comments. So, we definitely um, encourage you guys to ask questions or if you have any concerns. Or even if you disagree with anything that we say, we're more than happy to see what the Bible says. Because we always back up everything we say with Scripture. And...
1: That's all. You have anything else? Uh, Other than thank you guys so much for tuning in. Whenever you do get the opportunity, we definitely appreciate you. Thank
0: you. So, hopefully you guys have a blessed weekend. Uh, Stay safe. Um, If the hurricanes are still going on, stay safe from them, definitely. And we'll see you guys here next Thursday then. So, thank thank you for listening. See you guys.